Hello and welcome to Lost Art. I'm Gar and I'm here with... Paul Helmet, whatever you want. It's Paul Helmet. We need to... Paul. Do you want just Paul? Sure. Right, okay. We'll stick with that. Yeah. We'll stick with that. I'm still going to call you Helmet. That's fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Fight's gone on me for any names now, really. Yeah. Wolfgang. <laughs> um, so, this episode, we are going to do uh, some of our favourite covers... Cover versions. Yes. Um, once again, we could do 100 of these. Oh, this was tough. Forever. We I think I think I instantly came up with 14. To to, uh, instead of adding more, I had to whittle them down yeah. to, to six. Yeah, it's so easy. And it was tough. It's so easy. Um, they're not necessarily pokey little covers that you didn't know are covers. They're just our favourite covers. Um, yeah. So, what is your, what's your first one? My first one is... Hazy Shade of Winter, originally by Simon and Garfunkel, by The Bangles this time. Outrageous. Like it? Just, I, I just love it. It's so good. It, it just, it's one of those ones that's definitely better than the original. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. Yeah. And when you go back to listen to the original, it's so slow and yeah. it needs to be ramped up and hefted and just... I would never have put The Bangles, uh, I would never have associated them with the sound of that song. Like, Not at all. Like that little that like that guitar lead and that well that's 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 on the original but it's much slower. Oh yeah yeah but like but not like on top of about like distortion yeah, and exactly, like the heft yeah. behind it, it and the it, way that, it's that, that has to I'm just sorry it makes me feel that it was played wrong initially yeah it just they, wasn't yeah, up the to its potential programming wasn't compiled properly. I don't think that's a particularly popular uh, Simon and Garfunkel song at all oh, I don't think so either no. um, I I be honest. I heard that song years ago, the the Bangles version of it. Well, it's it's on the it's recorded for the soundtrack for less than zero. Yeah, and I kind of forgot about it. And then one day I was driving back from Cork of all places, and it was on the radio. I was I was I listened to some radio station in like Kildare or something. I don't know where the fuck I was driving back. Yeah, and they were doing again. They were doing a top uh, cover section hour or whatever it was. Yeah, and they were taking. Um, requests from people who were just texting in, emailing in, or whatever. And someone requested a hazy shade of winter with the bangles. And I, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I know that from somewhere, but I couldn't picture it in my head. And this is only about six months ago that I heard it again, fresh, and it blew my fucking brain off. Because first of all, it's amazing. It's just so right? good. It's it. Everything about it is nailed. Right. It, the, it, it has the start of it is really haunty to have bang, that. Bang, Bang, yeah. On the door, baby, bang, bang. <laughs> it's got that haunty, haunty thing, and then it's got this big thump of it there. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on the hill and I shout this until the day I die. And you were the man to talk to about this. Somehow, I think that the current style of writing music for Ghost was lifted from that song. If you go back and listen to that fucking Hazy Shade of Winter... It's not Billy Mills away from Square Hammer. There's something about the way that song is written mm-hmm. and like even the, like the tone of guitar and the way they use their instruments. Harmony, the, vocal harmony. Yeah, everything in there just screams a ghost. Yeah, they could absolutely me. do that. Yeah. They could absolutely... Ghosts could absolutely cover First that. First of all, they could nail it. Yeah. yeah. First of all, they could nail it. There's actually... We do not have a ghost song on... No, it was... Go- I was going to be on this, yeah. to be honest with you. And especially since Rocky Erickson, yeah. I was going to throw in yeah. if you have a ghost cover. But to be honest with you, 
Ghosts are going to come up a lot in this. So I'm yeah. just holding off. Let's, let's not do it. Yeah, we've already turned Bangles into a ghost fucking thing. But I, yeah. I, I think that that song is very much a prototype for. Uh, well, isn't a minimum of some. You know, it could. Uh, it's not even the riff. I think it's just the style of that song. Yeah, I think might have kickstarted. It's it's that Bangles version is kind of gothy. It's kind of poppy. It's kind of rocky. Yeah, but it's also hidden and low key enough to not be like it's it's not an obvious cover. You know what I mean? It's really not. Considering yeah. I don't think that was a single initially. I don't know. I don't know anything um, about it. I'll walk like an Egyptian. That's all I think. No, of but like to, to go back and listen to the Paul Simon and actually yeah. the, the Simon and Garfunkel yeah. version. I've no interest in it at all after hearing that you can't go back once you hear that you no, can't go back you're done you've been so it, it, I don't know how many of yours are you would consider better than the original but that for me is definitely one of them uh, a, a lot of them I'd yeah mo- most of mine are a lot, not all of them but a lot not of them. all of them yeah so that for me is absolutely ruins the original yeah, yeah the original was almost a non-fucking entity almost yeah. they were, I think they were playing it for is Rick Rubin produced it what the, I mean, he could produce everything he wouldn't even he has the, 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 the fucking touch doesn't he it had um, Steve Bartek from Oingo Boingo on the acoustic really? I think you see because it was a because it was a, a one all produced soundtrack he was on a few of them I think maybe so he brought in session musicians to help mm. him so he would have been on I think that's kind of weird mm. Oingo Boingo Danny Elfman's band Danny Elfman's band it is Boingo so who was your what's your first cover my first cover is a uh, something I didn't really know was a cover properly until not that long ago it's a uh, Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix yeah, until I saw it on the list, I was like, and instantly your brain goes, oh yeah, it's Obviously. an old song, mm. probably. Mm. Loads of those ones that sound like that are yeah. probably untraceable. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, I, I was kind of doing some research on it for the podcast. Um, once again, I actually done research for this podcast, and we both did. I think it shows. It, hopefully I think it shows. people will give us a gold star on his forehead. Five stars. And we'll have a good little note in our notebook to bring home. Yes, exactly. I hope so. I also hope people are... If they're listening to this on their podcast, he thinks they're going to like rate and review it, and that's much more help than shit all over if you have to. Whatever, show you all over. Just give a five stars, you cunts. Or massively correct us because we mm. are always going to be wrong. Yeah, you've got. The, we don't go. We don't know as much as we think we do. Of course, we don't. But it's also it's music. It's subjective as well. Like you know. Yeah, but but fa- um, facts aren't really. <laughs> fa- yeah, facts are facts are real. Um, <laughs> we hope. Uh, so yeah, Hey Joe was uh, the the first known commercial recording of it was by a band called The Leaves. On air. But it was also recorded by like, the Sore Faraday. So like Weep Out. Yeah. Like they recorded a version I of I wonder it. would they have had the, um, that riff in Hedge of... I have no idea. Rising yeah, I, I don't know. I know the leaves recorded like four or five different versions of it. But it's originally... Um, for the fucking life of me, I can't remember the, the, the original guy who is um, connected with the, the original version of the song but there doesn't seem to be an actual original version of the song there seems to be this weird amalgamation of three oh, or four folk songs of course that's how a lot of yeah. them start and someone has a riff goes you know yeah. what this could do it a riff yeah and then it just builds mm. from there it's like a fucking like, community built open source song you know yeah. and um, Jimmy got a hold of it and that, that was the end of it Like the, the, the Leaves version of it was 1965 and Jimmy's version of it was uh, 1969 I think it was yeah. um, might have been 1970 I wouldn't have thought that was a cover because I thought the lyrics fit in quite mm. similar to what he would have been singing about maybe I think he just put his little bit of stank on it yeah you know I don't think the other versions of it had the fucking that his little groove 
think yeah. they were sang straight like a folk song. Yeah, do you ever go back and listen to the original? You're like, where's the riff? I yeah, there's, there's no riff chap. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a mil- There's so many of those yeah. songs that are just they hurt. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my uh, first first choice. That, again, I didn't even know properly that was a cover. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, it, it just it kind of got lost in the mix for me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, what's your next choice? My one is uh, Keep On Loving You, originally by Rio Speedwagon, now by Cigarettes After Sex, one of the worst band names I've ever heard. It's pretty bad, isn't it? I think I heard Gus playing this before and I asked him what it was. Gus from the Nerdy Podcast, obviously. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that is a haunting version of what is a a rock, stadium rock power ballad, Mm. originally. I'm gonna... Yeah, this one is a real... Downbeat, melancholy version of it. Mm. It's real. What well, one thing I, I found? Uh, Cigarettes after sex. I don't know much about them. I know they're some sort of American dream pop band. From yeah. I think, uh, I think they started in Texas and maybe moved to New York or something like that. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I should have gone to listen more of them, especially for this to see what they're. Really, this cover is just. It's what I know them for. Yeah. I think it's on a million soundtracks. It could mm. be. It could be wrong, but that's definitely on some soundtrack because that's what a lot of bands do. They stick a cover on and get onto the soundtrack. It's Mad not, world. It's a, it's a fucking dodgy idea. Sometimes it can backfire badly on you. Sometimes it doesn't. No, sometimes it doesn't. Of that course. fucking Mad World for uh, what's that rabbit film? Dan, Donnie Darko. Darko. Yeah. <laughs> like the rabbit film. Um, I fucking hate that film but anyway yeah. oh, it's garbage like, I, I like it a lot like, I can see why people don't like it though garbage I can't do it but uh, um, teenage angst the movie it's about nothing but yeah, anyway but, like, that's great no it no. is I wasn't angsty I was mad Were relaxed you? I was mad relaxed as a kid yeah. oh, yeah. I can't I can't associate with angst I can't because I had like a bit of uh, social anxiety not a lot I oh, had yeah. no machine to rage against Paul did you know I don't think I've ever called you Paul it's oh, now it's, been it's done on. it's caught it's catching it's on. caught on microphone Lovely. never ever called you Paul I don't yeah. like it that's the last that's the end of it um, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't have a huge amount to say about this song apart from the fact that I you was like blown it. away to find out it was a guy with a beard singing it yeah. and not a beautiful blonde haired girl that it really? sounds like now I don't know how you can tell if someone's blonde or not over the thing you can definitely tell Avor blonde before you heard them mm. some of them two of them oh Jesus only one of them no two who cares know. anyway <laughs> Keep On Loving You is just a mad I, I, I've heard movie. of the band and I think I've heard a couple of the songs and uh, none of them shook me I think they're one of those uh, I'm Going To Bed bands oh god you're already in bed with a couple yeah. of Horlicks bands yeah the Horlicks yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Horlicks you're asleep yeah. I just do really because I am a massive fan of that song anyway yeah. I like Rio Speedwagon yeah. or as Ellen Partridge calls them or Oreo e- oh Speedwagon yeah. Oreo Speedwagon uh, I do love listen to this song hmm. it's, I love melancholy version but not in the sense that Marvel movies do oh do you remember there was a two year period where every trailer had a slowed down somber version or L- it was just uh, any, any old shy this wouldn't be one though this has a little bit more going for yeah no I can't <laughs> it just was overdone and it was always when someone was looking at a destroyed city oh yeah 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 no cause uh, I'm having a good time no they bring it down yeah just <laughs> shit like that would just be killer this you know what disc you could put that in with that but it's definitely better and yeah. it's not it's, as far as I know it's not used for really. um, what is your next one my next one is uh, uh, a, a local lass is uh, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor Sinead O'Connor yeah it's a great cover to launch your career super um, it's also kind of oh, hang on this wasn't it's this Prince wasn't the one that launched her career this was on the second album wasn't it uh, no it's on the first album are you sure I'm almost certain 
I'm almost 100%. Um. Oh, I just fucked you up. Yeah, you might have fucked me there. It doesn't matter because this isn't the breakthrough song. So, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got me double, double confused. Um, yeah, it is off our second album. Yeah, you're right. Uh, from 1990. Um, so, apparently, this song, this is a Prince song. And the Prince song was written for uh, a band he was forming called The Family. Yeah, and uh, he this was managed to form his bands, wasn't he? Yeah, like, on the outside becoming like a little kind of yeah. uh, band leader, but not exactly. You know what it was? He's so prolific in songwriting mm. that if you have a bunch of songs, give them away so you can enjoy other people mm-hmm. doing them and yep. make money off them at the same time. So that's what he did. But he, was, he was trying to get a little band together. He was going to call it the Family, and uh, Prince and the Family. Stone. Sorry, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> so uh, he wrote it for them, and uh, there was uh, an original. Version of it he wrote and recorded. Yeah, in, I've heard it. I've heard it. It was like 1984, 19. Yeah. Uh, it was 1984, um, and it didn't come out until 2018. It only came out last year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, on, on an album. Was, it was on, yeah, it? it was on a compilation. Yeah, yeah. yeah there right. was a live version of it that he recorded in uh, 1990. That's the one I would have heard. Three. I, think. I don't think it was particularly great quality. No, uh, it was a, it was some live thing yeah. he, re- he recorded, um, but the the original version he wrote in 1984. Um, so it's, that's how old it is and uh, her version of it came out in, in 1990 but apparently I was reading something today that uh, they didn't really know each other that whole song kind of deal uh, was done through, oh, of course, the, yeah. through the record label yeah wasn't a good meeting yeah and apparently she was in the States and uh, he called her over to fucking Paisley Park or whatever to yeah, talk to her and all the stories about people going off to that gaff end differently yeah well either playing basketball or, or just getting <laughs> or yeah, murder and apparently he beat the shit out of Sinead O'Connor he tried to I don't know if he did yeah, apparently he did but he did she, uh, in, in an interview she gave a couple of years ago he chased her she, yeah. she ended up on the road on her own yeah. didn't she yeah. apparently chased her through fucking hitting her and, he, and she said I hit him back but yeah. fucking his digs had a bit more fucking weight behind them yeah. and because fucking she's only a slight little yoking anyway she's Irish though yeah fight like me dad as well <laughs> um, with a big bald head now yeah she, she should have been I'd say she was swinging for the rafters but, but apparently Prince fucking landed the digs on Sinead O'Connor over yeah, I, this song I would well believe that I don't think he's particularly nice no I don't think he I never heard anything about him being no. A, a Superman. He was uber controlling with all the girl bands that he started. Yeah. He started one girl band, it's like nasty girl. Yeah, he was yeah. super controlling. Yeah, yeah. wasn't a particularly nice queen. No, no. It was a, possibly, possibly a genius. I never really bought into the whole Prince is a genius thing. I think he he, he is a musical genius. I think. Well, reckon, you know, you see, the thing about it is right. When this thing about calling someone a musical genius, it has the qual, has the the has music in front of it, so it's within that realm. So it's yeah. okay to call someone a musical genius. And not have not have people think of them as a genuine genius, like genius. a Boston Buffalo. I yeah. think I think so he if was you say musical genius. It's quite a lower maybe, key version maybe. of a genius. I would consider him to be. I consider Prince to be very, very, very prolific and proactive. Yeah. In writing music and producing music and recording because he had his own. But it's thing. He is an incredible dancer, incredible singer, incredible rapper, and incredible musician. Mm. So to that is a that is that's a Michael Jackson all in one. So well, except Michael Jackson didn't really play any instruments. Yeah, don't say the skin flew. Still silent. Good. What are we gonna say about him anyway? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think he was very prolific, but I think as big as uh, that song was for Sinead O'Connor, I don't know if she ever followed it up with any sort of weight. 
I don't know. Did she ever release anything after that that reached those peaks? Well, she, she, not in terms of commercial. Yeah. No, because she killed her. For, yeah. Yeah. By she, doing what was right. What the Pope thing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Miles, miles ahead of the game. Of course. With that. Yeah. Absolutely. Ripping up that picture, mm. and it completely. It's real, that yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely screwed that. That's that's dedication for you, and that's that's the fact that she. That's why you would. That's why you would hundred percent believe that story about Prince. Yeah, quite possibly. You would absolutely. Just, she doesn't just doesn't come across as someone who lies about stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. she's so super confrontational and raw, and honest yeah. about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that I completely yeah. believe that story about Prince. Yeah. There's and it's backed up with other well, stories. Yeah, well. apparently, but apparently she was summoned over and it just got fucking real nasty real yeah, quick. Yeah. And because he he would have been like, sit here, do that. Oh yeah, she's like, like nah, you're yeah. all right. Yeah, nah, you big, you big tick. Yeah, you big purple bastard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. I I could imagine him singing that before I heard it. You can you could it in your head, even if if there's people listening now, you can yeah. hear it. imagine it. Yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I've heard his version of it um, as well, and it's. It's not good. For it's start. not good, and so it's, but it's, but it's also not a bajillion miles off. It's no, not it's hunting. Close, but it's, it wouldn't have had a video that good. No, that video was what a video. Yeah. The, one of the most simple yeah, videos of all mm-hmm. time. Yeah, we could make that now on the on, on our phones. Yeah, so I'll probably be shy. Just put smoke in our eye. Exactly, put smoke in my eye already. About, yeah. Right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, that's uh, that's my next one. What's your next? Oh, I believe it is. It's, they're losing the list. Mm. Where's the list? Get your list out. Yes, it's uh, the Deftones cover of Duran Duran's The Chauffeur. All right. Oh my god, I love this fucking version. It's on that. Uh, it's on that incredible soundtrack, Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> what a lauded fucking soundtrack! It's Jesus Christ, that soundtrack's so good. <laughs> There's so many fucking mad soundtracks. They've lost track of so many. Of them. Yeah, but that's the, we should. We can't really do a soundtracks podcast. We can maybe. Uh, um, maybe that that soundtrack. Slipknot, Lacuna Coil, The Cure, Rammstein. Yeah, but that fucking listen. This, I'm not saying it's bad. It just got to the point there. Spine shank. Spine oh, I love spine shank. Um, it got to the point where every fucking kind of pop culturey kind of stupid film, the soundtracks are better than the fucking films. Oh, boy, a mile. Yeah, Freddie and Jason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't say the crow. It's hard on the crow. Nah. Although, just don't think too much about the crow. Spawn. Oh God, Spawn! Judgment, what a Judgment Night. Yeah, like, I don't even remember what happens in Judgment Night. I do. Lads, lads sitting on a swing in the dark for a while Brilliant. at the start of it, and then he starts running. Yeah, and uh, the bloke who ripped off Bill Hicks chases him. Dennis Leary, <laughs> he she chases him through some nondescript city for an hour and a half. Dead yeah. end. Dead end. Dead end. Well, I, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I don't know if any of them songs are actually played in the film. I'm not entirely sure. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure. But if they are on like a radio in the fucking courtyard, you know. But uh, Deftones have that. That that version is very good, and Deftones have a really strong history of doing good. That's what I was gonna say. So their covers album is so good. Their covers album is one you could listen to from start to finish, and it's not patchy. Uh, It's for me, it's better than the original because the original is incredible. Duran Duran song. Duran Duran are so. So much more talented and creative than people give them credit for. Fuck based, yeah. on, based on their singles, to be fair, like uh, case in point, at the gig, some absolute mutants beside me just shout, kept shouting, "Play Rio, play Rio!" I'm like, yeah. they will. Yeah. But listen to everything what that's happening here. Think that. Yeah. And, and when you go and hear Duran Duran live, they heft up their songs a little mm. bit, like Planet Earth and uh, something I should know wouldn't have been one of my favorite. Yeah. Is there something I should know wouldn't have been one of my favorite? When I hear it live, it has a different form to it. Mm. 
um, Chino sings a lot like him on yeah. this song. He copies his vocal pattern, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really sound. It's, it's the most. It's the most different you'll hear him. But then you can start thinking, oh god, he has some similarities anyway mm. to his vocal pattern. You would, yeah. The difference between this song is it has that big breakdown with the guitars, yeah. and when it comes, it comes at the perfect time, mm. and it's very satisfying. And it, it's the problem with going back to listen to the original; it doesn't have that yeah. guitar kick in. You start missing stuff. You miss you? that, but it does yeah. have the the kind of fluty solo out, mm. out in the forefront. Of the original that was better, but uh, like you said, Deftones, amazing track record for great covers of songs that they genuinely love, and and. They cover songs, I think, that influenced them, and that makes it easier for them to translate yeah, into their own. they've got Smith's covers and everything. Like, yeah. they, they've got a bunch of... Yeah. And it makes it easier for them to translate into their sound if it's coming from somewhere where they took it anyway. I think Deftones have such a unique style as well. I'm not a mad Deftones fanboy. I like, uh, I like the first three records a lot, and I like bits off the later ones. For me, they got a little bit too dreamy. Um, yeah, I get that. They kind of had... <coughs> well. They lost that that absolute like banger edge. They they still had killer songs, but they lost that big ignorant fucking. They they scraped the new metal off their shoulders, and they created this new little kind of a uh, dream metal alt rock, whatever you want to call Bro, it. I feel like if new metal never happened, and they just I think they would have stayed the same. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, but I don't, I don't think that that new metal scene was their scene. Not at all. They're, yeah. they're like Stone Temple Pilots of grunge. They were never going to be part like, of that. They were never supposed to be yeah. in there. Like that, like, a, a, Adrenaline, the album, is closer to something like Fear Factory than fucking yeah. Limp Bizkit. You know what I mean? You can or say that, like, of course, that sound was around and it was everywhere on yeah, the radio. That's, that's going to bleed into everything oh, that yeah, you yeah. do. And at, you're young and angry and that's what it is. Of course. They, they, they are such a good band that they were always going to go I wouldn't say experimental but they went like you said Drew but even the later albums there's some extreme there, there, there's, there's some, some extreme heft on oh that, yeah on there the, is like, yeah, like yeah. Really. It's just, for me they brought in this kind of uh, wishy-washy is the wrong term but it's the way my brain describes that it's that. almost shoegazy stuff yes. mixed in with it yeah it yes. is yeah. Yeah. and dream poppy bits, yeah. bits of it yeah. and that, that to me doesn't sit with my historical memories of my own summer and fucking back but to school. That, it's, and it's for that reason that I love them. Exactly, but that's I, I, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. But I wasn't for years. It's yeah. only but in the last say two years that I've actually started listening to stuff like Gore and Saturday Night Wrist and like the later albums. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what's your next one? My next one is uh, Heard the Truth of Grapevine by the Slits. Yeah, not the Creedence one, the Slits. This actual slits, yeah. the slit slit. That is one of my favorite covers. It's one of the greatest covers ever made. I, I love it. I consider it to be not better than the original, but on par with the original. It's definitely for me better than the Credence one, but it's really hard to call it as better, anything better than the original because the yeah. original was just oh yeah bananas. The, yeah. Um, there was also another version of it on the um, the Friday soundtrack, which had this weird vocoder one. Do you remember that? Really great, right? It was like a cool little take on it. Vaguely, but yeah. uh, the Slits version came out in 1979. Just and, uh, with the drum roll intro. Uh, it's just after the. Oh, sorry. There's a vocally kind of. It's it's hard to put your finger on why it's so good because there's a little, little vocal lead in where she like repeats the same word four times. I bet. I bet. I bet. Yeah. And it's 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 just lovely. It's lovely. Do you know what? You'd almost think it was. Gonna be slightly disrespectful to the original no, because it's it's, no, but you would think it initially because it's a punk song and punk songs always have to take the piss out of square. Of course, but this yeah. is this is quite loving. The, what this does like pays homage to the original. Absolutely. You know? yeah. um, the singer Ari was originally born in Germany. Um, 
formed the Slits in the late 70s in London. Her mother was famously married to uh, John Lloyd and Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. You know, I don't know how long that went on for her, whether that's still going on. I'm I'd not say for sure. her it went on too long. Quite possibly. Well, all the free butter you can eat. Um, uh, it, it wasn't even really supposed to be on the album. It's a bonus track on the album Cut. Right, yeah. Um, so it's not even an album track. It's a bonus track. They're all in the nip on that cover. They are. Painted in mud or mud. Oh. Yeah. Held together well. <laughs> but... Um, uh, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of super fucking uh, songs on that on the album itself and, um, but is that, that that's their first the album? yeah it's very confident yeah uh, it's very healthy it, like, uh, it holds up yeah the slits are important like yeah yeah. they are important um, that for me be one of the greatest covers of all time and it's uh, all, all girls there was no fellas in that band am I right? It was they're considered a, 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 a female. Girl. I think it's all girl. I know the, the, the three girls. Usually they, throw, the they might throw a drummer in. Then we have some random keyboard player that they yeah. took from fucking yeah. wherever who can be on tour they for this ballsy, tour. They're really um, band. But yeah, they could play. Everyone came together well. It plays. Um, it pays respect and homage to the fucking original. Yeah. But it has its own flavour to it. Love so, the voice as well. Uh, it's a really good. Yeah. It's it's punk, but it's not shy. Well, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of punk, and I think mm. punk gets away with being shy on purpose sometimes. But her voice is held together. It's, it's a, it's very, it's very uh, well produced. Oh that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That spot color. on. Yeah, but it's also it's grimy oh, enough. It is, yeah. yeah. It's grimy enough. Like it doesn't sound perfect. It's just produced perfect yeah. for the time. Like it definitely cost. Oh yeah. More than twenty quid, but less than fifty quid to make. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's that like fucking three stars instead of two. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that was my one. What's your next one? My next one is. This is a mad one. It's a Devo's cover of yeah. Rolling Stones "Can't Get No Satisfaction," oh, yeah. which is the most yeah different version to the original. I like when something is different, mm. but you know, much like when Tori Amos covered like "Rain and Blood and Smells Like Teen mm. Spirit," you can make it different and then not good. And I didn't think those were particularly good. I don't mind "Horse Smells Like Teen Spirit," but um, well, I was disappointed. It didn't have yeah. to be like the original. But Devo's one has. The essence of the original. It's just a Devo song. But it just it really does yeah. change it. And I love that um it the label said you can't release it until Rolling Stones say so. I think that's because Rolling Stones are notoriously litigious about everything and they'll it. come after you. Yep. So the best way to do it is not it's not a case of uh, it's better to look for forgiveness than mm. permission. I think with Rolling Stones is you get it or you don't do it. So, do you know the story behind this? Not them? really. They, they, I know the song. Mark Woodward Brown, I think one of the other guys were called up to maybe his hotel room or somewhere with the record label with a tape of their version of it. They really wanted to do it. I always presumed Devo would have been a bit of fucking like, we don't give a fuck, man. But they were really humbled to be there. They were really into it. They mm. were like, fuck. Fucking nerds, man. They, yeah, absolutely. Nerds. And um, I get the sense that... It, Jagger was ready to say, I'm doing this because I'm being asked it and I'm fucking off out here. Apparently he was in his like pair of pants, no no shoes on, glass of wine, with his head down going, let's get this over. Let's on get his this lap. over, I'll refuse yeah. this. I'm, I'm guaranteed to refuse this. This sounds yeah. like a fucking load of shit. No, I'm saying no. Yeah, so apparently he stuck it on and it was just silence for 30 to 40 seconds. Mm. Well, that, and you know the when that kicks off, it, the rhythm is completely off to the original. Batch it, yeah. And you'd be thinking, going, that's, that's wrong. And uh, he looks up, stands up, starts dancing around the room. Really? I love it. 
love it. I love it. I'll have some I of that. I love it. So that's history then. That cover version gets released and it is so much fun. It's a bit repetitive, but I love it. I love the rhythm of it. All it's so bizarre. Are mad it's like someone put the original into a machine that cut it up and put it back together slightly wrong. It's rhythmically like wrong. Yeah. Diva are just a fucking nerd craft work. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, everything they done was fun and uh, everything was fucking weird. The computerized B-52s. Um, <laughs> uh, so important. Yeah. They're incredibly important. As important as craft work, but in a different way. In a different way. In terms of like a themed band, like both yeah. of those bands had a theme and had a look and had a style. Yeah. But Devo were most certainly like the banana splits. Like it was just this outrageous yeah. fucking show. Think it's, it's, it's terrifying to think of the bands we wouldn't have. Without them? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm thinking you wouldn't have Primus, I don't think you wouldn't Absolutely have. Absolutely not. Not Primus. You wouldn't have uh, Oingo Boingo. No. You wouldn't have Mr. Well, Bungle and their. They were also you, you. think back to that kind of era and the bands that had kind of gimmicks, especially stage gimmicks, like yeah. Kraftwerk all standing in line with the shit in front of them, right? Mm. Kraftwerk or uh, Devo have the fucking stupid hats and the weird yeah. instruments and stuff like that. But there's so many, like you said, so many bands that saw that you can be a legitimately idolized band, yeah, and have a style of music where you can just you can put your stank on it you know you can put your flavour yeah. on every song but also those songs like I've heard versions of like Whippy that were done by like psychobilly bands yeah. that the song translated so fucking it well does to like, so many genres yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like Lego songs yeah. and you can fit them into almost That's any genre any hats. style could be <laughs> um, but they, they just they work well Kraftwerk who may be in a different vein um more of a kind of goth kind of serious vein to a degree yeah they would have influenced a lot of the 80s synth uh, yeah, yeah. and th- then later on like Daft Punk and shit like that as well but, but they, they 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 were very experimental in that whole field Devo made it known that you can be batshit but you have to do it well yeah. and you have to have good songs yeah, yeah. They, to me they're just like the banana splits um, yeah. they're just the, the real band version of the banana you know, for splits for years I thought that the video killed the radio star was Devo no, the Buggles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, believe it or not, my favorite version of that is a. Uh, on a side note, my favorite version of Video Kill the Radio Stars by uh, President President of the United States. Brilliant. Fun- definitely better than the original. Fantastic. Definitely the original is not good. No, it's not good. Well, it's, it is, but it's not as good as the President's version. It's a different animal yeah. altogether. So that was my. Uh, what's your next one? My next one is a really obvious choice, and it's uh, a band called Me Force and the Gimme Gimme's. See, are, they only do covers. Only do covers. <laughs> right? Only do covers. Been doing fucking covers for 20 odd years. Which which is one of... Which which one is it? It's uh, Straight Up by Paula Abdul. I am a massive fan of the original. Yeah. It's genuinely in my top... It's... Could we tell me the top yeah, 50 songs, the original? It's super. It's super. But this version is perfect. I think... No. It's yeah. perfect. I'll play it for you when this is all over. No, I do oh. know. I do know. It's... it's uh, Like all the songs, it starts differently. You wouldn't know what it was at the, the start. The intro... This is where it gets interesting. Don't uh, they play different songs at the intro sometimes? Kind of. The intro to that song, to uh, Straight Up by Paula Abdul, it uses the intro from uh, a 45 Grave song, Evil. Right. Yeah. They do that a lot. It's Evil it's clever. by 45 Grave, and then it goes into that. Listen, I'm not a big fan of the genre, but Me Force and the Gimme Gimme's are tight. They nail it. But I mean, that's one of these super groups. Like you've got uh, two lads from Lagwagon. Uh, one guy from No Effects and one guy from Foo Fighters. Right, Foo Fighters. Yeah, really? the guitarist from Foo Fighters. Um, and uh, the singer is a guy called Spike. He's, he's uh, I think he plays bass in a band called The Swing and Utters. 
Um, they're all these kind of fat rec bands. So like uh, the bassist yeah. is Fat Mike. He runs uh, Fat Rec Records, and he's also the singer and bassist for No Effects. Yeah. So I think it was just a group of his pals that he got along with. And I said, "Fuck it, we'll just bang out a lot of covers for the crack." Oh, you have a beef with me for since you give me a though. Yeah. Uh, back when I was in the band that did sort of punky-ish stuff every time I wanted to do a cover they'd done it yeah and they'd done it in the way that I had envisioned yeah. they're spectacular going. picking songs um, but I had it in my head like I'd, I'd bring it to the lads go what about remember hello and we go into the, the me first again, done yeah. the Simpsons done it and yeah. I swear to god it must have happened three times in one yeah. month till I went I'm going to listen to this fucker's back catalogue yeah, yeah. and then when I did I was like oh shit they're great yeah they, they nail every single version of every single song even their live albums um they're recorded impeccably they're, they're nailed the harmonies are so good but that's, that's they have no, to be that's a no effects tree you know yeah, you give yeah. out about no effects all you want their no, actually, vocal you know melodies what? are insane Again, they're one of the punk bands I don't give out about I think that they have for me if the, if the, if the singer isn't ruining my eardrums with just a horrible like that there's a lot of punk that does my head in but no effects I don't mind them like I can't listen to less than Jake and all that oh, no, I just not for me but no effects to me not for me. Are different. Yeah, no, no effects. Uh, the first couple of records are so-so. I think they got they kind of came into their own when they not got they didn't get politicized, but they got a little bit copped on, and the songs weren't about. Oh, definitely. Like, the, with the, with Royden the, custard cakes. They became a bit about saving the whales or something. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and are drinking. Lots yeah, of songs about yeah, drinking. Garbage. Actually, speaking of which, bottles to the ground is such a banger. Yeah, yeah. I love. Oh, genuinely love that song. Bottles to the ground. But like in terms of vocal melodies, they're so good at writing a catchy. Yeah. Like, Bangers. Their best of will be a hundred songs deep. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And they are uh, they remind me sometimes of the Beatles with the vocal melodies. Yeah, they, they, they know how to do these three yeah. part melodies and all and they've and got they can break them in to come in slowly, uh, uh, st- uh, stagger them They also have all. their own version of uh, not their own version, their own kind of Eleanor Rigby to a degree. They have a song called The Decline, which I think is fourteen minutes long and it's just outrageous. I saw, the, I saw No Effects once live and I got lucky, and it was the time that they played the Decline live. And, um, apparently, they only p- play that song once per country ever. And I got lucky to see when they played the Decline. And it's one of these songs that has 17 million different songs in it. So yeah. what, what's your next one? Um, my next one is this is, could be a possibly obvious choice as well. It's a cover of the Beatles' Dear Prudence mm-hmm. by Susie and the Banshees. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's barely original. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. Barely original. And it's also. On its own, iconic. It's like it's their biggest song. It's by far the. What do you reckon? No, I checked it. It is. <laughs> Dear Prudence, yeah. It's suppose this helps. It's their biggest selling song. Yeah. I don't think it's their most. You see, we can't really tell from Spotify. Spotify mm, isn't the greatest of, of, of yeah. the you know plays. Yeah. But uh, Dear Prudence is their. Yeah, I'd it's say the highest reaching, yeah. highest reaching number three in the charts. Yeah. And I think it's their biggest selling as well. Then what well, Happy House they, maybe. They, they didn't expect Happy House is my favourite. Yeah. One of my favourites. Actually, no, a couple of songs off Tinderbox, which yeah. I find really underrated non singles. Um also in the same vein, fucking Bauhaus doing Ziggy Stardust as well. Yeah. Was not necessarily better than the original, but on par as well. Like it's, that the, the Susie and the Banshees version of their prudence is different. Yeah. And it's um it's much more uh, straightforward in yeah. terms of like keeping the rhythm and, and yeah. making it a song. It's another like slit. It, they, it has they, its own taste, but it's yeah. I don't think they had any idea it was going to be that big. No. I think they were going through a lot of shit at the time and they just someone went to number three and they're like, oh, oh for real? Well, deadly. Let's get on nice. top of the pops and move on. And, uh, I would never consider that one of my favourite Beatles songs, but it's one of my favourite songs by them, so therefore I think it's a better version. Yeah. It is a better version. Yeah. Yeah. Defines um, them as a band. They didn't ne- yeah. never define the Beatles. It's all for you, yeah. which is a great album. Mm. Uh, Susie and the Banshees, 
for me don't get enough credit at all from regular people who talk to you. If you talk to anyone that listens to punk or got, they're gonna of course. Up there. Yeah. But regular Average people, Joe. Yeah. They might know the names. Or like I remember like when I was a, a young fella, if there was like some goth walking boy, my outfit would say, There's Susie, Susie Sue. They probably appreciated that not being called the Curehead for a minute. Yeah, I don't think my Evelyn knows who the Cure are. To be honest, right. he just knew Susie Sue because you know a girl with the shit in her face. Yeah. But he wouldn't—he he wouldn't even know Susie the band she is. He just would have seen it on telly. Yeah, Susie Sue because yeah. I think she had a crack at doing like her own songs. She done that song with Morrissey um, as well. She did a song with Robert Smith as well. Yeah, yeah. they probably tried Imagine stories. The scraps, the scraps, the actual scraps. I can't believe you cheated on me with fucking Robert Smith. Can't um, believe you did it. <laughs> right, my next one. Yeah. Is uh, I Will Survive by Cake. That's a great cover. I, I'm going to call it now, love everything Cake I've ever put out. I find Cake to be one of the most refreshing alternative bands of all time. Um, every record they've ever put out had something on it that I thought was fucking outstanding. The first time I heard them was The Distance. The and Distance, it's like, so good. I just uh, First of all, I thought, this song is incredible. But then when the riff kicks in, you're like... No way, that wasn't yeah. we weren't bah, even bah, we weren't bah, even bah. nearly there. No. And now and then when it comes in the end, the organ and the yep. keyboard all going over. Such a stellar, stellar band. Also they brilliant. um they put out a, a compilation of all their albums about four years ago, I think, for Record Star Day, and it's worth a fucking fortune. All on vinyl. Yeah. It's like a box set. One big box yeah. set, yeah. And it's worth a fight thousands it goes for. Like I'm sick and I never bothered even going looking for it on the day because I remember seeing the list for record you know Day. People, I mean, like, no, you wouldn't. Have, sorry, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have sold in the room there. Uh, but I, I think it was like 200 euros. The boy at the time was like, I'm paying 200 euros for record record store day. Robert bastard. Oh, now yeah. it's worth thousands. I feel the same about deposit uh, on a house money. Like. I feel the same about typo negatives uh, collection on vinyl, which was about 500 at the time. Now, now each one individually are selling for about 300. Listen, it's the draw, that's the fucking draw. But uh, I Will Survive, yeah, that came out in 1996. It's Obviously, a different to the original as well. Gloria Gaynor, who released the original one, um, that's the, first of all, I Will Survive has been covered a thousand times. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not, hasn't been covered as much as Tainted Love. It's vanilla Ice Cream, now. Yeah, um, Tainted Love has to be the most covered song of all time. That's why I took that off. Yeah, it's, it's too I, had it on I, I, I put it on, it's the original go to cover song, but this, it's, it's, it's being done so much, I can't, it's, I can't it's do it. It's brilliant, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't, yeah. uh, it doesn't. But I, I Will Survive is up there, it's been covered a shit ton as well. Gloria Gaynor went on record and said, This is our least favourite version of I Will Survive because, <laughs> because he courses in it. I should have changed the fucking lock. I would have made you leave your key. Yeah. I would have known. Just one second, you'd be back to the bottom of me. Because he yeah, said, I mean, I can, get, I can get that. I can get that. If, you, if you're, like, there's a lot of people over in America, it's maybe not even religious, that just hate coursing. And I remember on TV, you could show a lot of things in America, but you couldn't course. Yeah. On yeah. TV. So it's you, could show, you could show fucking dicks as long as they went hard, yeah, but you, you couldn't could, course. It bred yeah. into them. So I can yeah. understand if someone changes your lyrics to do something that you're against, mm. I can get it. To be honest with you, I don't think she was going to like that version anyway. Uh, no, I don't think it was going to see where. No, I really, really like that. It's very different to the original. I think it's but it's so it. good. They have a lovely cake. Have this lovely way of uh, making something sound full yet restrained. I know what you mean. If you took all the instruments used, you'd think there's a lot more going on than there actually is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably just maybe one or two keyboard lines that help out in the back, but they do. It does sound like there's a lot. Apparently, going on. Um, the singer from Cake is an absolute asshole. Really? Yeah, an absolute prick. And um, the band wanted to tour a lot. They were like, fucking hell, like, we're making money here. Yeah. You know? um, making a few bob on record sales and were very popular on fucking on MTV and stuff like that. Because they had a particular look. They had that kind of a uh, beat Nicky kind of style. 
you know, where they, they were kind of golf shorts and fucking berets and shit. Yeah, they, they remind me of Tom Green, the band. Kind of, yeah. Tom yeah. Green meets Rock from the Crypt. They had this yeah. kind of, like, shiny, short kind of fucking style, you know, let's go golfing and then yeah. fucking do loads of cocaine and kill hookers type of fucking feel about them. But uh, the band wanted a tour all the time, and the singer was having none of it. So uh, the band formed a band without him. I think they were called... Raygun or Raygun Blaster or Blaster Raygun or I can't fucking remember yeah. but they, they toured the shit out of it and uh, I don't think including they, without the singer including they left the, him including the, their stuff no they wrote their own their albums own stuff, done right, their own okay, thing right. and it was just billed as a cake without your man that's a fucking shitty thing to do here's, he, he start, was having none of it yeah start my band start, start about me but here's an opportunity we're here now this could set us up for a while now. And they banged, they banged their albums to beat, to beat the fucking band. Like they, yeah. they, they have a shit ton of albums and a shit ton of singles. Well, maybe I'm calling it that shit. Maybe it's not, but listen. <laughs> um, my favourite song of theirs is a song called uh, Ruby Sees All, um, which is it's just a beautiful fucking song. And again, it fits into that cake thing, but in terms of covers, I will survive by cake. It's just, it does, does the job for me. It does come really? to my mind when I hear it, yeah. yeah. What's your next one? It's my last one. Yeah, my, ne- my last one's next as well. Uh, it's a Kate Bush song. Ooh. So we know who's covering it. Do we? It's placebo, Run yeah. Up The Hill. I thought about this one myself as well. Uh, I knocked off... Uh, I don't really care about because I'm probably not going to go in my second volume. I knocked off Live and Let Die. Oh, man. For this. Killer. And it was a tough choice. Yeah. So at the end, I was like... Mm, Live and Let Die is one of the best covers of all time. Yes. But, but I don't feel super inspired when I hear it in a list of best covers of all time. Yeah. So I just wanted to put Run Up The Hill simply because of how good... They're another band like Deftones. They do incredible covers. Yeah. Also, that's, that, that's a double down. That's my favourite placebo song and also my favourite Kate Bush song. That's my double down. Would you believe it's their second highest played song on Spotify? Really? Is that cover. For real? Yeah, well, it's, it doesn't surprise. It, it surprised me, like it did surprise you just there. But after a while, you're like, no, obviously, it's obviously huge. And people love Kate Bush, and they like yeah. some people only listen to Placebo. Do you um, remember what number that, one that was? was like was, every me, every you. Or? It was yeah, every yeah, me, every you. Yeah, was yeah, the highest on Spotify. Now Nan- Spotify is not a good gauge because a lot of people that haven't haven't yeah. switched over to Spotify yet, even. Yeah. And you know that's why we do it on Spotify. It's, yeah. It makes our job it's easier, a lot easier. Yeah. There's certain songs that are not on Spotify that are kicking us they don't make it on the list because they're not on Spotify yeah. uh, Run Up The Hill bonus track so good of 2013 Sleeping With Ghosts yeah. it's again like the cigarettes after sex it's more melancholy but at the same time more uh, weirdly more upbeat at the same time yeah. as well in terms of just straightforward beat it's a little bit faster I think as well yeah. I think his vocal in it is much more haunting and um, it's creepy I, it's I remember it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful it's, uh, it, uh, no matter who's playing it it's a fantastic song I think um, it was a good idea to get the piano sound at the start very like Kate Bush oh, yeah, you yeah. change that you could fuck the thing up you, you, could, fuck yeah, it you could ruin it, yeah. it I remember years ago reverby piano years ago trying to um, trying to sample the chorus from Running Up That Hill for like a kind of electronic track I was making and I could never nail it because when I, when I had to like I had you mean the placebo like, version or Kate no, Bush's version? No, the Kate Bush version right. of it. Um, this would have been before the placebo version of it. I remember trying to kind of steal that chorus, that loop, for a, like an electronic thing I was messing around with at home. But the only way I could make a fit was to kind of stretch it out and it never worked properly. And I remember thinking, if somebody covers this, they're going to have to find a very ingenious way 
of that's doing that, it, that tone. Absolutely. And that's that's the bit I, I remember thinking that when I first heard them covering this, I was I, I was listening to going, Oh shit, how are they gonna do the next? How bit? do you feel in the space in between the wards? Because she had a real particular but how? Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to keep it? Like, are they going to put a riff in it? Yeah. What are they going to do? And he just rings the guitar. Yeah. Rings it. It's just. And it is. Yeah. Oh God! It's so good. It's yeah. one of the best covers of all time. Yeah, it is, it is spectacular. I left it to the. I end. remember when it came out. Um. It, it being jaw dropping. Absolutely, yeah. it was. It was a jaw dropper, because I didn't expect that from placebo. No. That was like a lovely bridge between they, the they, early they and few, the later stuff. They did a few piss take covers, which are great. They did Daddy Cool by mm. Boney M. Mm. Uh, they are just, they do their covers well. Yeah. But this one is one of the ones, it's a cover that stands up in your top songs. Yeah. And they play that at gigs. They always will. It'll always oh, be yeah, one that, of their that, that, that'll always be a hit. Yeah, so it's not just, They're a, never bit, away it's not just a little bit of a holiday. Yeah. Uh, I think your last one. My last one before we knock this on the head would be Dead Souls, Nine Inch Nails. Oh yes, yeah. we were only talking about. This. We, we talk about the song a lot. Yeah, it's um, incredible. It's both versions outrageous. Both versions are super. I, I think I prefer the the Joy Division version, um, just because it's 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 more deadpan. Um, Lyrically, it makes more sense and it feels. Yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, that, you're right. You can cover Joy Division and do incredible things, but you won't. You have to take. You have to take. You have to take out the the grim, uh, absolute. Yeah, just. De- desolate sound of, of that you have to take that out which is Joy Division so you have to literally take the, jo- the heart out of it and replace it with something good yeah you have to take the Joy Division out of a Joy Division song and, and you have to hope that whatever you're you bringing it, to the table yeah. slots in and it now, does in this case yeah Nine Inch Nails fucking Trent Reznor has a very chameleon-esque style and he's very good at jumping into spots He's a, he can do the fucking outrageous fucking yeah. he can cover that in a harpy and then he can make this like fucking fucking trip hoppy with distortion kind of grimness that doesn't make any sense yeah. so he's got this lovely kind of uh, catalogue to pull from and uh, Joy Division is a perfect choice now I'll be honest with you I went looking for where this song came from and it's a fucking nightmare it's a fucking nightmare it's um, not on the albums it's not on an album unless it gives it's substance it's, it's a compilation I think it's, it's a it's a B-side um, it's a B-side for Atmosphere Atmosphere and um, it's not even somehow more upbeat than Atmosphere <laughs> but what's bad about it is is that it's only the B-side to Atmosphere on the 7 inch version oh yeah that was put out Joy Division um, comes for this shit wow. that was put out by a tiny label in France called Sordid Sentimental right and uh, it got a little bit popular and they fucking they uh, the 7 the, the inch wasn't even called uh, uh, Atmosphere it was called fucking uh, Light and Blindness in, in German fucking Licht und Blindheit and um, but they re-released it as a 12 inch kind of maxi single and Dead Souls wasn't on it anymore mm. so you could only get it on that 7 inch unless you're yeah. buying a comp right that's yeah like it was banged onto a comp afterwards but this 9 inch nails version is obviously from The Crow right from the Crow soundtrack. Now, apparently, this Nine Inch Nails version of it, if you bought the Japanese version of the Downward Spiral, it was on that. Oh, well. Right? It's on that. And it's also on... Um, it's one of the bonus tracks on uh, uh, subsequent re-releases of the Downward Spiral as well. I bought the Downward Spiral recently for... No, there's, be, just, there's some... Be ha- no, it will be half price. Um, there's some fucking weird uh, double LP re-release of it. Big packagey box setting. 
and that's the um, it, it's on there yeah. as, as a fucking connect I think Dead Souls is one of the only Joy Division songs I think that would fit onto either of the two albums yeah. Unknown Pleasures Are Closer in quality yeah. and style yeah. there's a lot of songs that could fit on sound sonically there's a few songs that could fit on quality wise but both because they have a good there's, there's some really like I said they put, they put out stuff on one thing and that's the only way you can listen to yeah. it that's it it's yeah. not going on an album no. they did that more than any other band I think I can think of the only other band that I know that done that were already mentioned were Rock from the Crypt Rocket from the Crypt had a deal with the record labels that all their singles and EPs they could put out via different record labels. Oh, wow. Well. So, maybe this was... No, that was all factory, wasn't it? This was that all was, factory records. Uh, no, from that one there. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of their singles were done via weird little labels. Oh, right. um, like that, that um, sordid, sentimental. And, yeah. um, the, the albums were obviously factory. Um, but I think a lot of the singles... Because the singles weren't treated as singles. That's where they were given names. They were just an A and a B side mini EP almost. They were releases in their own right. Yeah, and, they, and they'd probably be played on the radio as much. As yeah, yeah. Other, as but like other. a single is something off an album. Yeah. And a lot of these weren't off albums. So, like, I like your side. Like, a lot of the times the band would only figure out how popular that song was when the radio was playing that more than the A side. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people were requesting yeah. it more yeah. than the A side. Dead Souls is just a beautiful fucking song. The Nine Inch Nails version, I like a lot because it get, it cuts to the meat a bit faster it does yeah um, well obviously the Joy Division song is nearly over by the time he starts opening his mouth <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean there's, there's only there's only a fucking a tiny bit of the song where he starts doing his, his vocals well Nine Inch Nails is fucking straight into it using that riff yeah. and he Nine Inch Nails the shit out of that riff does. as well yeah like he doesn't just clown lovely, it lovely kind of he just classy sound yeah, guitar beautiful yeah Anyway, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that was a tough one to, to whittle down, not to come up with them, to whittle them down. Again, as with most of these, we're going to do multiples there of them. There will be a and, vol- volume to it. We'll be, uh, I'm very interested to hear uh, other people's ideas, what, what you think would fit into uh, into what we're talking about here. So yeah, could you, don't be afraid to give us ideas for a podcast. Shout at us. We're just two dopes in the pub. If, if you mention a song to go on to, we'll probably avoid it because then you've thought about it. Yeah, don't, it don't yeah. fucking, don't bayonet us. <laughs> don't yeah. fucking give us mad obvious ones that we can't use because then you're going to turn around to our mates and be like, oh, we sent them a DM. No, no, a lot of people said to me, and it's fair because they, they're giving us one to kick it off. And that's not, unless we mentioned that they, um, they're they the one that. Maybe yeah, we'll do fine. a listener corner. Of course, no, no, but yeah. Use our submissions. It does feel like if someone else comes up with one or two, you're like, those aren't my choices anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, right. the, all of these, yeah, uh, yeah. all these topics. No, it's happened a lot, really. and I lo- just absolutely love that people yeah. are actually into this stuff. Well, happy. Exactly. Thanks. For, uh, honestly, people are actually listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's uh, it's refreshing, yeah. and uh, it's fun to do as well because it's it's a topic that both of us feel uh, very close to, and it's something that it's not forced because nine times out of ten, when me and Helmer are having a conversation. It's about stuff like we've, this. We've anyway. done this podcast a million times. A million times without a microphone. Yeah. So this makes the whole thing a little bit better. Uh, but we'll leave it uh, for that and we'll uh, talk to you again, hopefully, in a, in a week or so. Thank you.